You are listening to episode number five of the Joyfully Nourished Life podcast. Welcome to the Joyfully Nourished Life podcast. This podcast is for women who are ready to experience a life free from dieting, weight cycling, and food restriction in order to live out their God-given purpose. We'll learn how to embrace authentic health like you never have before. Join founder and host, Julia Noel, registered dietitian and diabetes educator, to discover your unique version of the joyfully nourished life today. Hello and welcome to the JNL podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host and founder of the JNL um, LLC, Julia Noel. Uh, if you've been listening here for a while, welcome back and thank you so much for being a faithful listener. Speaking of faithful listeners, I want to give a shout out to Ocean Dweller 4 on Apple Podcasts who shared this comment. Julia brings an educated and passionate point of view that breaks through the noise of the lackluster diet culture. She is such a genuine speaker that helps people along their journey of positive eating and better health. Highly recommend, end quote. Ocean Dweller 4, thank you so much for your kind words and for sharing this podcast with others who truly can benefit and grow in their faith um, from this content. I, I can't wait to share more with you all. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I've been pretty quiet over there lately, um, but I really, really do plan some some special changes and some things that I think will definitely help make it easier and better for you to discover your unique version of the joyfully nourished life. Um, And I can't wait to show you all what I have in store in the coming weeks and months. So please stay tuned on that. Okay, so the title of today's podcast is Finding the Peace of God as You Make Peace with Food. And I want to start by reading this scripture that I feel like sums up the intent of this content and this concept for where to start when working towards having a peaceful relationship with food in your body. So um, the scripture reference is Romans 8, 5 through 8. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So, peace. What is peace anyway? What what does it even look like or feel like? Um, we live in a day and age where finding true peace is rare. For many of us, our our everyday lives are full of busyness, noise, highs and lows, um, and at the worst, you know, loss of loved ones through death, painful news of chaos and tragedy all over this planet, and the list goes on. All of these things are the opposite of peace. But here in Paul's letter to the Romans over 2,000 years ago, he tells us what true peace really is. Peace 
is what resides in our hearts and minds when we stop trusting in what we can see and hear and begin trusting in the one who gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit through salvation in Jesus Christ. This peace means we are unfazed by the chaos and the turmoil happening all around us. It doesn't necessarily mean that we are delusional or that we pretend that chaos and and war and issues don't exist. It means that we have a heightened awareness of the grace, the power, the sovereignty, and the faithfulness of our God. And therefore, it can overshadow everything else. So I could say more about this, but I want to shift to examining what all this has to do with your relationship with food in your body. Living according to the flesh, we know that that was referenced in Romans verse five, Romans eight verse five, excuse me. Think about all the ways in which you might be living according to what your flesh wants when it comes to your eating patterns and your body image. So here's some questions to really take into consideration. Do you find yourself feeling out of control around certain foods? Do you find yourself struggling with body dissatisfaction? Or do you use dieting for weight loss in a way that has you stuck in a cycle of restriction, deprivation, binge eating, and guilt? My point isn't to shame you here if your answer is yes to any of these questions. I know I have personally said yes to a lot of these questions in my past and in my recent past. My point is instead to show you that there is a better way. You don't have to live in fear of food or constantly fight your body for the rest of your life. You really don't. We live in a culture that expects women to do that. And in reality, I think it's time for us to step away from that. It is time for us to turn around and to find true and lasting joy and peace. So there is a path to food freedom that brings peace and authentic health. But I'm sorry to tell you that it doesn't exist in loving your body more or striving for perfection in how you eat. Those things are always going to be fleeting. And I've mentioned this on previous podcast episodes in that so many of us have tried to find peace in being comfortable in our skin and in loving our bodies and having quote unquote perfect health or perfect eating habits. And, and it's not possible to experience those things um, and fulfillment and peace and joy from those things. Peace exists in Christ alone. You have to let go of living according to what your flesh desires in order to find the peace that you are looking for. So how exactly do we do that? (laughs) That's the whole point of this podcast, right? How in the world do we go from living in the flesh to living by the spirit in order to have a peaceful relationship with God and with food? If you've been listening to any of my other podcast episodes, you know how I roll when it comes to these types of things. I've got a list for you here, and there are three different ways that I believe that you can do this. And one of these, um, I think it's important to realize that some of these questions I asked above uh, are about things like loss of control around food, body dysfunction, the diet cycle, these are going to be addressing 
those issues with these three ways that I see us being able to find peace through our relationship with the Lord and peace in our relationship with food. So number one, in order to overcome your fear of certain foods, you need to adopt an all foods fit mentality. And by all, I mean A-L-L, all of them. You truly can eat anything with a clear conscience without fear of how it will affect your body when you choose to focus more on glorifying God with your life and less on that particular food. This is something that blows people mind, blows people's minds when I talk to them in consultations that I do at my regular nine to five job. This is a concept that people think, no, I thought there was good foods. I thought there were bad foods. I thought there were foods that we should eat and foods that we should not eat. No, that's just what we've created in diet culture and in society to think based on what is associated with quote unquote thinness and what's associated with quote unquote fatness, what's associated with quote unquote health and what's associated with being quote unquote unhealthy. Dash all that out the window. Just just cast it out right now because what I'm going to tell you is going to be in support of an all foods fit mentality according to the scripture. So 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, period. (laughs) It does not matter. It does not matter. Now, obviously, if you have a serious food allergy or if you have a condition or your life would be in grave danger if you ate a certain food, don't eat that. And you know what that is for you. Um, And if you don't know what that is for you, I think it's probably a good idea for you to make an appointment to see your primary care physician and figure out what that might be. Um, What I'm talking about here is walking away from the diet mentality, that mentality that says, oh, when I want to be healthy, I can only eat X, Y, Z, and I can no longer eat, you know, A, B, C, you know? So the diet mentality is what tells you that you will do things like gain weight or get diabetes if you eat certain things. The paradox is this. The more freedom you have in this area of how you eat and the types of foods that you enjoy, the more control you will have over your eating. And the Holy Spirit is what gives us that self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. And you can control how you eat when it's less about willpower and more about God's power working in you. Restrictive eating is what causes you to lose control around that food or around foods that kind of fall into certain categories of what you've been taught to avoid. So remember that all foods can fit into a holy, healthy lifestyle that is unique to you. You'll begin to experience peace when you see food in this way. It's so important that you realize this. And the scripture I referenced, obviously it's not talking about food freedom necessarily from a dieting standpoint. It's talking about it from a standpoint of, you know, Jewish law and what is considered okay and not okay um, in terms of, you know, foods that were sacrificed to idols or foods that are considered clean versus unclean. But I think in a lot of ways, the concepts are the same. What Paul was trying to encourage the church of Corinth to understand is, Y'all, it doesn't matter. If you're doing it to the glory of God, 
you're going to be all right. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say here, too. So if you go to my resource page on my website, uh, life.com, I have a free step-by-step guide on how you can adopt an all-foods-fit mentality. Um, and I'll also make sure to put a link um, in the show notes to that resource so that anyone that wants to look it up can do that from whatever podcast app that you listen. Okay, so number two is to adopt an attitude of biblical body acceptance to overcome body dissatisfaction. I have a great blog post on this topic that I will share in the show notes as well. But in short, here's some scriptures to meditate on as you begin to make this transition. This is Psalms 139. 13 through 14. I know many of you all probably are familiar with this scripture. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This scripture is helping us to understand that it's not about us. It's about the awesome amazing, wonderful works of our God and creator. He made us in his image. And not only that, he made us in such a way that is beautiful and wonderful because we were created by a beautiful and infinitely wonderful God. So when we take our eyes off of ourselves and we focus on the creator, we begin to have this biblical body acceptance mentality that says, wow, Lord, you created me fearfully and wonderfully, and I praise you. I praise you, not me for how I look. I praise you because of the amazing and wonderful works that you have done for me. So that's one scripture that I have shared in the resource that I'll be putting in the show notes. The next scripture is Matthew six twenty six, and this one says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or weep or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? This, friends, is just emphasizing in the words of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that we have infinite value. We have value beyond even the creatures and the creation that God placed on this earth. And he's emphasizing that, hey, these things are well taken care of. The grass of the fields, the birds of the air, they don't have to do anything other than what they do day to day. And the Lord will make sure they have what they need. How much more then does our heavenly father value us if That is how he treats the birds. So really get that into your heart and mind. You have a value that is far beyond your physical appearance. You are are so much more to God than what you realize. You mean so much more to him. And so to have that perspective of I have value, I am worth the sacrifice that God made for me, that is helping to recognize that, yeah, we can have a biblical view of body acceptance. And the third scripture that I have here is Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates 
his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is showing our unconditionally loved state. God loves us even, even when we were still sinners and did not love him back. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And greater love hath no man than this, than he would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus laid down his life because he loves us that much, regardless of our state and regardless of our love for him. So in terms of the the body acceptance perspective here, it's this recognition that you don't have to get your body to a certain state in order to be loved, regardless of what our society and diet culture makes us think. You are loved regardless of your body. You are unconditionally loved by a God and a Savior whose love matters more than anything else on this earth. It takes time to believe that. And this is a part of that journey to believing that, that you can have a biblical body acceptance perspective that will overcome body dissatisfaction. And lastly, number three, in order to get off the dieting hamster wheel without crashing and burning, you have to replace it with seeing Christ as your perfection and develop a commitment to nourishing your unique body as God intended. This will not come easily if you've lived most of your life going on and off diets. If it's become your habit to be on this hamster wheel of cycling over and over again, restriction, deprivation, binge eating, guilt, and then back over and over and over again in circles, it's going to take some time. But know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life for you. Follow his path of peace by surrendering all your fears and all your hopes to him through prayer and possibly fasting as well, if that's what the Lord is leading you to do. But you have to be really careful about fasting, especially if you've already been struggling with chronic dieting and it could end up becoming a, uh, going from a spiritual practice to another diet attempt you just have to be really careful. And obviously, I'm not necessarily the one to tell you because this is a general podcast. I'm talking to the general public. I'm not the one to tell you whether or not that's a good decision for you. But I do want you to have some some awareness to pray about it. And if that's the direction the Lord is leading you to pray and fast, then perhaps that is a path that will help you to overcome this struggle on the diet mentality and having these dieting cycles. So then when you get up and go about your day, after you've prayed about this, after you've submitted this to the Lord, after you have turned it over to him, go eat. (laughs) Eat in the morning, eat in the afternoon, eat in the evening. Your body will begin to reestablish its normal cycle and its normal metabolic functions. Um, and hunger and fullness over time. Don't don't worry about your weight right now. Just eat. It's just about getting that nourishment in your body on a consistent basis. 
Most of us need food every three to five hours in the form of balanced meals and snacks that include a variety from all five food groups, nothing left out, all five. So that's fruits, vegetables, dairy, grains, proteins, right? Um, We need adequate hydration. We all need a little bit of fun. We need those extras, things like, you know, chocolate from time to time. We need things like a cookie. We need things like a sweet beverage. We need stuff that's going to bring a little bit of joy to prevent that feeling of deprivation from creeping back in that leads us to diet. So, or that comes from dieting. Because a lot of times when we have that diet mentality, even if we're not restricting anymore, it will still feel like we're dieting. So if you're like Julia, that's way too much to do at once. That's way too much to go and try to start out doing because of my past. You don't know what my body and my mind have been through. Please go check out my blog on gentle nutrition. I've also got that one linked down in the show notes for you. And you can learn a little bit more about what it means to adopt a perspective of gentle nutrition, which is an intuitive eating concept that I have shared on my website and will provide a lot more detail and information than what I can share on a podcast episode. Okay. So y'all, those three things I talked about making sure that you have a perspective of prayer throughout all this. I've talked about overcoming your fear of certain foods by having an all foods fit mentality. I've talked about adopting an attitude of biblical body acceptance through reading scripture and seeing your worth and your value through the beauty and the worth, the infinite worth of our God. And lastly, I've talked about beginning to get off the dieting hamster wheel, but in a way that kind of is slow and I guess observant, but also entrenched in prayer and potentially fasting if that's the Lord's will for you to fast. All right, that's all she wrote. And that's literally all I have written down. So thank you so, so much for listening today. Again, please continue to share your ratings and reviews. I love, love, love reading them. It helps get the word out about this podcast. And it also helps to make sure that others who are really wanting to learn more about a biblical Christ-centered perspective on how to engage in intuitive eating can do that. And it's giving practical information that, hey, I believe anybody, whether you're a Christian or not, can benefit from. So I hope you have a great day, night, weekend, whenever and wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Goodbye. Goodbye.